the Alex Smith mega trade that shocked the NFL, the XFL's back, and why does EA continue to beg us to hate them? All that and more on this week's episode of Real Talk with Cheat and Shot. Good, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Real Talk with Shoot and Chalk. So, anyone who has been paying attention to the sports world in the last 24 hours already knows where this episode is going to start, which is the absolute mega trade that went down in the NFL with Alex Smith now coming to Washington, D.C. and replacing Kirk Cousins. It was quite shocking, to say the least. I mean, this is really reminiscent of those old days, uh, you know, when we were growing up, when we would come, you know, when we signed freaking Deion Sanders or Albert Hainsworth, who both ended mm-hmm. up not doing anything for us. But <laughs> this is that kind of excitement, and it, it is pretty freaking awesome. I got to say, uh, at first, at first at last first. night, we were very hyped. Were we not, Chuck? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, when the news first broke, my first gut reaction was, finally, it's over. Like, yeah. it wasn't even so much the player, wasn't so much the deal, because no one knew the deal. But uh, I'm just... Ultimately, it was the relief, just like, okay, now we know. However, it's ironic that you mentioned Deion Sanders and Albert Hainsworth and all these other players when last week's podcast, you said that, oh, you know, we're used to seeing the Redskins make big splashes in the offseason. I know. Well, and they asked me this on NBC Sports Washington again last night, which I was able to go back on after the deal went down, which I appreciate. Thanks, guys, for having me back on. But it's the drama. It's the drama of being a Redskins fan that makes this so addicting and why this fan base is so loyal year in and year out. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's better than anything that's on TV, really. I mean, <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. And, you it's know, to be opera. honest, you know, this trade uh, is the first time in a while that I've been, like, excited about something mm-hmm. with the Redskins. You know, like, we, we're always with this Kirk Cousins situation, we've always just kind of been waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. This comes through, and like legitimately, I was excited. I was I was pretty hyped when I heard that we were getting Alex Smith. I know a lot of people hate on him. I understand it. He's not, you know, the top level quarterback. He's not the best. But I have been saying this since since he was in San Francisco. And you can go and ask Blake Dog this, Chuck. We had many arguments about this. Mm-hmm. He is just he is he is good enough to get the job done, as we saw with the other quarterbacks that were in the playoffs this year. He is that kind of quarterback. Uh, now that he's coming Absolutely. here and we're saving cat space, let's see what we can build around him. It could be positive. He's Kirk Cousins before there's Kirk Cousins. True. That's that's the argument. I mean, everyone says Kirk Cousins is the most disrespected guy in the NFL. I disagree completely. I think Alex Smith is. Yeah. This guy has been disrespected by every team he's been on. He's been in the league for 12 years, got ousted by Kaepernick, went to – the 49ers. I mean, mind you, everyone thinks, you know, everyone looks back on the 49er days and Kaepernick took it to the Super Bowl. No, I mean, Alex Smith played a very big role in that. Yeah. Goes to the Chiefs. Essentially the same thing. Perennial playoff team, at least. You know, he's won some playoff games, unlike Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And he's threw five interceptions last year. What's the one thing that everyone hates about Kirk Cousins? Interceptions. I mean, he doesn't throw a lot. I mean, he threw, what, 13, 15, something like that this year. I don't know the number. I don't have it in front of me. But all I can think back is to 2016 when he throws a pick to Landon Collins and there goes the playoffs. It's the turnovers that his biggest issue is. So you're looking at a much smarter smarter quarterback in Alex Smith. He doesn't make those issues. So he had 26 touchdowns, five interceptions. That's a great statistic to have on a team where you don't need a quarterback 
to take you to the Super Bowl. You need one who can manage it. And he's coming at what is going to be probably five to six million dollars less a year. Oh, exactly. And that's the that's the whole key. You know, our biggest gripe with the whole Kirk Cousins situation was the amount of money that he wanted would Mm -hmm. prevent us from going and getting the other pieces that we need. And with Alex Smith coming in, uh, like you just explained, I think we are upgrading at quarterback because not only do we get a a Kirk Cousins type player, but Mm -hmm. he's been in the playoffs. He's won Mm -hmm. big games. You know, mm-hmm. and the one thing that I will say that makes it easy to walk, watch Kirk Cousins walk away is the loss to the Giants at the end of the season this year, the loss to the Giants at, at the end of the season last year. Almost every time we played in primetime, we've lost. Can't beat the freaking Cowboys. I mean, Skip Bayless said it the best today. He is sad that this trade went down because he liked <laughs> us having Kirk Cousins. That's all you yeah. need to know as a Redskin fan. If, if you're a Cowboys fan, you're upset right now. Yeah. Because Dak Prescott, who is supposed to be your quarterback of the future, which that's an old argument in itself. However, he's 4-0 against Kirk Cousins. So yeah. you just lost that advantage now. Uh, I mean, Alex Smith is an older, smarter quarterback. He's been in the league for 12 years, period. So um, I definitely think that, at the very least, we're the exact same position if we re-sign Kirk offensively. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if not a hair marginally better. So that's great. Um, it, to me, it's a wash. We just got a better deal on a contract. And now we know who our quarterback is f- for five years. Right. So finally have some stability. Whether he starts all five years, we don't know. Probably maybe three in the fourth and fifth year. He's transitioning the new quarterback, hopefully, that we draft. But um, either way, I mean, Tom Brady's 40. And I'm not comparing them as the same player. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. It you can play possible. the quarterback. Yeah. You can play the quarterback position into your forties because there's somebody else doing it, and he's playing on Sunday in the Super Bowl for the yeah. sixth time. Yeah. So I mean, the eighth time, sixth time to win it. So we can still get good five years out of him. So yeah. I'm okay with that. And he protects himself, but he also knows how to scramble. He can get out of the pocket. Where he single-handedly beat us last year, the Redskins. He scrambled out of the pocket to the right, dumped it off, 50-yard play. They go down and they win the game. So. I didn't see Kirk Cousins avoiding that many sacks. He did it maybe, he scrambled, what, 15, 20 times more than what he did last year, this year. So he's adding it to his game. Alex Smith has had that in his game for his entire career. So I think that's nice. The only thing that I hate about the trade, where John Kime tweeted out a a reaction in emojis, which is literally perfect. Like the first one was a smiley face, and then it was like, even and then a thumbs down and then you're horrified because that's pretty much what the reactions were like last night you know it went to okay this is great saga over all of a sudden the word comes out that kendall fuller is involved and my heart sank when i heard that yeah you know it's tough um especially because he's a local kid man and Mm -hmm. and he has nothing but you know up to go i mean the guy is phenomenal and and everybody recognizes that um, and I think that a lot of this had to go uh, along with the fact that the you know apparently the Broncos offered to uh, leave, right? And their bid to try and get Alex Smith. Um, so I you know I know that we had to give something up in order to get this deal done. And I think ultimately, while yes, it does hurt to lose that. Ultimately, this does come out as a slight positive, as long as we play our cards right in the draft. And in you know if we could pick up some free agents, like I'm not I'm going to reserve my judgment overall about this because mm-hmm. again it still does hurt that we are losing Kendall Fuller. I, I fully acknowledge that that is a 
perceived to be a, a, a bad move on our part. Um, but we could easily rebound if we play our cards right within the draft and, and pick up some solid talent in free agency. I mean, you might not even need to do either of those two, two things. I mean, they could very well be excited about who's already in the room. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we signed we signed Quentin Dunbar for a reason. Um, Fabian Monroe is playing was playing great, but he was hurt. And then he's the exact same situation, and so is Joshua Mosley. Both the two other corners we have are in the same exact situation that Kendall Fuller was in last year. You know, injured, basically yeah. missed their first uh, rookie season. And when they finally start to play, they ball out. So. Obviously, the coaches see something that they like, but yeah, they could possibly go after a free agent, yeah. i.e. Rashad Breland, who's oh also already in the room. All this means now is that we have money because we're not paying Kirk too much money that we can right. pay Breland to stay. And there's no fall off. Like <clears throat> if they think they can get Breland to stay, which I have to think that they at least have to think they have a shot at it now. Yeah, yeah. You lost your your slot corner. Not your starting two. So right. you still got Josh Norman. So if you can keep Breland or bring in, I saw a real wild theory out there. If there's a way the Redskins can go get Richard Sherman. Whoo! I mean, you. Man, I don't know about that one. That's a rumor for another day. But yeah. I mean, it's very well documented that Richard Sherman wants out of Seattle. Um, he likes Josh Norman. They could team up and think, hey, we're all going to just dominate. You never know. We'll see. But. That's a topic for another episode. Yeah. That's just one little tidbit out there. However, no one can predict the future, though. Yeah. It, just because Kendall Fuller played great this year doesn't necessarily mean I hope he will, and I think he will. I absolutely think he will. But the Redskins had to make a calculated move at the most important position on the team. You have to figure out quarterback, and everything else can take care of itself on the back end. You have no choice. And with Kirk Cousins, earlier that day, at every interview he did, was very standoffish. Mm-hmm. You can look at my Twitter. I tweeted it out. I was I had a bad feeling. I was just like, look, he speaks about the Redskins and like they. We'll see what they do. Everything is dictated by what the Redskins want to do. Yeah. You know, never sounding like any part of him wanting to come back. So it could have been Bruce Allen was watching the same interview I watched. Was like, let's let's not even do this, man. They said today that the last time the Redskins organization talked to Kirk Cousins' agent was on Thanksgiving Day. That was the last time they've had any type of meaningful contact in any wow. capacity. Kirk was going to wait till March 15th or whatever the tag deadline is, sign it because they were probably going to tag him, be guaranteed 28 to $34 million, play the year out, and then leave. I mean, he could retire technically if he wanted to yeah. with the amount of money. So, you know, I think he was gone. So they were like, look, we got to make this move now. And I think compared to all the other free agents that were out there, no disrespect to Colt McCoy. I think he's a good backup quarterback, but there's no way he could stay healthy. He's never proven that he can, yeah. and so we need a starter. So they went out and got the best one available. I said last night on NBC that I truly believe if Alex Smith were a free agent, he would claim a bigger contract than Cousins on the open market. Oh, I agree, it, 100%. But he's not a free agent. He had no choice. So – you know, listening to what the Chiefs players have been saying all day, you know, they're in shock too. They were kind of hoping they at least get up for one more year, let Mahomes sit for one more year, and yeah. then he leave as a free agent. They have nothing but good things to say about him. So you know you're getting a good leader, a good guy in the locker room, a professional will do well in the press, handle the, the Washington market, and hopefully excel. So well, the I one think thing, it's pretty the good. The one thing that I want to just chime in on that, the one thing I, I do like about Alex Smith is that He's the kind of quarterback that nobody worries about 
in the fan base world until you're actually playing. Them, you know, you're yeah, not. You know, true. when we're when we're sitting and and waiting for the games to come around the season, we're not like, oh man, I, I'm really worried that we got to play Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. But then when you're in the game, you're like, damn, I forget about this guy. He's yeah. out here nickel and diming us. He's getting you know first downs with his legs. Could be good for us. So, and that's the thing, you know, everyone's like, oh, he can't throw the ball down the field. Well, this year, last year, he led the league in field, you know, completed passes over 20 yards. So, yeah. no, over Plus, 50 we got yards, Chris so. Thompson that could take it 50 yards Anywhere. on a five-yard, you know, dump. I'll run a screen every play. Damn right. <laughs> so, Who cares? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I know if, all I got to say, like we've said before, if you got Jay Gruden calling the plays or and or just having influence on the offense, whether he gives up that duty or not, I think we're going to be okay. I yep. think Jay can turn anybody into a good quarterback for his system. Everyone's a little worried about that, but I don't worry about it. But it, it does free up the option for a franchise tag, which if the Redskins are, have any brain, I think they just place that on Zach Brown so we know for sure he's coming back next year too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we got to lock him down. Now that now that this to. quarterback is done, he is he is priority number one in, in my Number book. one. You know, we got Mason Foster. Great job Shout there. Shout out to Mason. Love that. But – Zach Brown is next. We got to get him locked down. If we do that, then I'm going to be ready for the draft and I'll be hyped. Yeah, and I loved that Mason Foster when he resigned. Like, he said everything you want to hear about a guy who resigns. You know, yeah. It wasn't about the money. I love the coaching staff. I want to be here. I want to leave my mark in DC. And all I kept thinking was like, man, this is the stuff that you want to hear from your franchise quarterback, but Kirk Cousins would never even come close to that. So now that yeah. that feeling is purged out of the organization, because that's got to be toxic in that locker room. Oh, I don't care what anyone says. That's yeah. weighing on everybody. Everyone knows that every pass he threw last year was analyzed, whether it meant he was going to get signed or not. So mm-hmm. it's over for the players, too. So I think that resolution will help us finally get behind one person and move forward. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it, but absolutely defense is key here on out. Like if we're going to downgrade a setback by giving away Kendall Fuller, we need to go all in and just keep go Jaguars now and just yeah. build everything through the defense, spend exactly. $97 million on defense when we get it. But, you know, speaking of, you know, good defenses, you know, the teams that are playing this weekend in the Super Bowl are there, you know, one of them at the very least in the Eagles are there primarily because of their defense, their pass rush is ridiculous. They have great defensive talent in the secondary. And so many people think that they might actually be able to pull this thing out on Sunday. Well, I mean, it's, it's not outside the realm of possibility. I mean, they did get there, you know, and we talked about this, you know, to a pretty With good extent last With a backup quarterback. Week. Yeah, you know, they are a good team. They've got good D and good coaching. So, I, I you got to at least give them a chance. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say it's 100%. There's no way it'll ever, ever happen because then, of course, knowing our podcast, <laughs> it will happen. Exactly. The curse. But, you know, we do got to get our official uh, yeah, prediction. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, I you know, obviously a... we've made this clear. I think the Patriots are mm-hmm. going to win. Um, and I think that the score is going to end up being fairly high. It's going to be 34-24. Um, and it's okay. going to go to the Patriots. I mean, yeah, I agree. Obviously, like we just said last week, Patriots hand down. I think it's actually going to be a little bit more of a defensive struggle, though. Okay. I think Patriots win 24-10. But I think, you know, it's just it's Tom Brady, man. I'm I'm full in Tom Brady mode watching Tom versus Time on yeah. Facebook with his documentary. If you have not checked this thing out, huge shoot shock stamp of approval. Definitely. I don't care if you even like Tom Brady or the Patriots. It's just very well done. And it's a great insight into what it's like to be a professional athlete and why this guy is still killing it at forty. It's a remarkable thing that he's been able to do. So 
check that out on Facebook. And if, if you, you don't like it. Tom Brady because of the fact, you know, that he's on the team that you don't like or whatever, whatever your reason is for not liking him on the field, this shows his family side, his personal yeah. life. Like him as a human being, and literally there's no way you can dislike him. Like you can hate him for what he does on the field. I disagree mm. with you, but you can. But him as a person, dude, he's a stand-up guy. And and his docu-series is is really, really interesting. So definitely check it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild, man. And to see like you know, the Tom Brady story in general, like how can you not like it? He's a six round draft pick. No one thought he was gonna be anything. The he slowest guy that. in the draft, like by far. Yeah, you know, was a backup similar to what Nick Foles is going through right now, took yeah. over and won a Super Bowl and ended up earning that starting job, which we all know that won't happen in Philly. Once Wentz is healthy, it's He's his bad. job. So um Flacco's just I mean not Flacco, um Foles is just auditioning to see if anyone else wants to pick him up. But I mean, so he take he sees his opportunity, goes on to win multiple Super Bowls, marry the world's most famous model, have I think two or maybe three, I think he has two, you know, great, beautiful kids. Yeah. And they're like a genuine family, man. Like they're not like celebrity family. Like Giselle loves him. It's like I, I was blown away. I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like you don't <laughs> think of them like real couples. Yeah, just come over to the house. She cooks. Giselle cooks? It's awesome. Why don't you Ooh. stop staring at the guy like you want a fing turtle? Yeah. So I'm like, bro, mad props. Like, you know, he was putting his resume out there and for a business job because he graduated in the college of business at Michigan. Yeah. Like it's Yeah, wild. you can't so, you can't you can't not respect it. I mean, it's it's a great story. Yeah. He's a as good a, person. As a sports person, you yeah. just got to respect what yeah. he's been able to overcome and turn his life into. So, And we got to be thankful that yeah. we've been living in the era to watch this greatness. I mean, it's the yeah. same as when you watched MJ. We were all exactly. hyped about that. You got to exactly. be just it's as literally, I mean, Yeah, I mean, if you've been like our dad, been lucky enough to live through the early golf era and then, you know, like the Nicholas and all that, yeah. and then you saw MJ and then you saw Tiger – and now you're seeing things like this, you know, Tom Brady, the dynasty and the Patriots, like some have been incredible sports icons, but he, it's going to go down as that for sure. Yeah, like definitely. a Babe Ruth type name, you know, Tom Brady will be remembered a hundred years from now in the sports world. It just will happen. There's no doubt. And you know, he didn't even think he was going to get drafted. So <laughs> it's just incredible. But another, you know, self-made man out there making wakes in football is our big man, Vince McMahon. You know, venturing back into any the XFL. Yeah, you know, uh, it's so funny because it kind of comes on the heels of the documentary about mm -hmm. the epic failure that was the XFL. The XFL. Um, but I, you know, I went into this press conference that I, that he was giving with an open mind, and I gotta say, I think he might have a chance to pull something off. Now, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you it's gonna replace the NFL. I think that's a bit extreme, but. I do think that there is a market for what he's going to be pushing, like a faster paced uh, a game that is not the sideshow that it was the first time mm. the XFL was around. Yeah. That was like literally, how can we hurt as many people as possible, right? Like yeah, that was the was whole so point bad. of that game. Now mm. it's going to be rules oriented, very fast paced. He, he wants the fans to kind of dictate the football that they want to see. But more importantly, Chuck, he's given himself two years to set this thing up. Yeah, which is key, which he did not do last time. Right. So he did it last time in the height of the WWE, WWF era. So he was just trying to gobble up everything he can. He was right. just 
thinking he could do whatever he wanted, but he humbled himself by failing. And now this time he invested a hundred million dollars of his own dollars so that if it fails again, he has no one to blame, but himself. Yep. And I'm sorry, but anything the McMahon's touch turns to gold. I mean, the fact that professional wrestling is still relevant today is mind boggling. Cause it's literally the same story that it was that when we were growing up with the yeah. same people, they're old, they're <laughs> mad old wrestlers. They're literally not, they're not even trying <laughs> to do anything new. He's like, let's just keep this train rolling baby he's like it worked 20 years ago let's see these new kids like these dudes but he didn't get young talent he literally has you know freaking Shawn michaels out there with yeah. gray hair and you're you're exactly so. right on that point i mean you know it, it is you know we say everything vince mcmahon touches turns to gold like obviously the xfl the first time didn't come around but what you're talking about the fact that he's been able to sustain wrestling even though like it started out, people kind of believed that it was real. Then yeah, there was like rumors that, that it wasn't real. Then mm-hmm. it fully be, just became, you know, the WWE worldwide or, you know, entertainment, whatever it was. And the, the, the cat was out of the bag. Yes, it is fake wrestling. They are acting, but they are actually doing the moves and it's, mm-hmm. and it's hurtful, whatever, but yeah, very athletic. everything is scripted and people still watch it. They're like, I don't care mm-hmm. that it's scripted. You guys know who's going to win prior to the match. That doesn't matter it's still entertaining and it's good Mm -hmm. stories. And that was how we experienced it. I did watch what, what you're talking about and I've gone back and looked and it, it is a recycling of the same thing. So I guess if it ain't broke, don't, don't fix it. But he's still selling out arenas though. That's what I'm saying. Like it's incredible that he's able to do that. So pay-per-view still sell all that. People still go and watch arena football. So there's a market for extra football. So we'll just see what it's going to be like. I mean, he's setting some pretty, controversial you know standards you are no com uh, prior convictions you can't have ever been arrested yeah. and you know you could have to stand and for the national anthem and all these other strict strict regulations that he's applying but he is own he's a sole owner of all 10 teams so <laughs> he can do what he, he wants he, and that's exactly why he is doing it he's like i'm literally gonna do whatever i want so yeah it should be very interesting to see yeah, I, just I mean hopefully, hopefully it takes off and it gives it gives some guys that are overlooked by the nfl a chance to entertain yeah and as you know he said that um it's not going to be a minor league for the nfl so that's where it's going to get a little tricky is if he makes them sign non-compete clauses and yeah kids who think that they want to still have a chance at the nfl will hold out you know i don't know that's where it's going to be interesting to see but yeah i mean I they can think, get that figured out i think that would be a mistake you know let let the talent move freely and if you have a better product then they're going to choose you over the nfl i agree but you know we'll see we'll see what it looks we'll like see. i'm 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 interested and we're gonna at least keep up on the story yeah i mean he's a good businessman so yeah. i'm sure he'll he knows how he knows a good way to get the customers what they want i mean that's the True. gist of it True. some people who don't know how to do that and literally do the exact opposite i, I know you're laughing because you know where i'm going with this oh, I know. is I don't even want to say their name, dude. It's that bad. But the horrible company that is known as EA. Why are you the way that you are? Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. Which it tears me apart because... Some of my finest memories as a kid are EA Sports. It's yeah. in the game. You know, like, dude, that was it, man. But, God, this company has gone so out of, off the deep end. They put out a presser today that they think that microtransactions are the future. 
and oh, they're yeah. not backing down. Oh, the, no, they've, they've come out multiple times to defend their microtransaction uh, model, which, you know, I went to GameStop today actually to buy something, and I was talking to the guy there, and, and he was saying, you know, oh, microtransactions aren't the problem. And, and I agree with that statement. Like, if they're done well and they're not, you know, basically pay to win, then I'm fine with it. If you want to spend your money on, on cosmetic gear for your game, mm. whatever. But Which we've said this a million times if you pay attention to our podcast. Exactly. But the way that it's done with EA is that the whole gameplay mechanics are built around the idea of microtransactions, mm-hmm. meaning that leveling is different than in any other game and it's strictly driven to get you to buy things. And the fact that they're not recognizing that we, the customers, don't want this and they're just doing it anyway, shows me that they're just, you know, they don't care. They think that we're dumb enough to buy it anyway. And I, again, <laughs> I told the guy at GameStop, they give you the pitch. Do you want to pre-order any games? I said, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm getting out of the pre-order cycle. I'm done with it. Yeah, but <sighs> this is what hurts, though, because then they drop trailers for games like I Anthem. Know. And then you're just like, ugh. <laughs> Again, I've said it last week. I'll say it again. You know, just when I think I'm leaving, they pull me back in, man. It's just like those games they put out. At least cosmetically, they're beautiful games, and you oh, just yeah, want to play them. Yeah. And then you get into the guts of it, and you're like, "Oh, this is terrible." So maybe yeah. we need to step back. I don't well, know. But... The thing is, is that they seem to be making games with the idea that it has to be accessible to everybody. Which you know, I agree. Mm. You want it to be a wide range of people can play it, but the people that are going to keep your game alive are the ones that are going to play it for 150 hours. They're going to mm-hmm. continue to come back. And those are the ones that you're hurting the most, the ones that keep your brand alive and continue to buy the things down the line. Mm-hmm. When you continually spit in their face, it doesn't matter if you get a bajillion sales on the front end with a bunch of people buying it because you duped them. You're eventually going to hurt your brand, and that's where they are. They've been voted the worst company in America twice in a row. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, the last two years. Wow. <laughs> not surprising how, with, with with stuff like this. How does that not wake you up? Like They just bro. don't care. Because you know why? <laughs> because up until this point, we continue to buy things. I know. God, if you look at so the dumb. sales numbers for Star Wars Battlefront 2, they're down like, like 30% or something below what they should have been or what they had yeah. projected. They're not yeah. going to make money on that game. So, And they still don't care. But the, the biggest news about Anthem, like you said, Chuck, is it supposed to come out this year? Now it's been pushed to some date in 2019. We don't we don't know, and that's troubling is, to me because we don't know what the hell they're going to do with it. I mean, maybe that's a insight to the company. Maybe they're like, hold on, let's slow down and fix this. But I doubt it. Yeah. If they've been voted the worst company to you know be you know worst company in the U.S. in two years in a row, I don't think they're making any changes. But no. I don't know. But then you know you look at another company in Ubisoft and they just added another, yet again, another free DLC to wildlands. You know, they're dedicated to continuing the lifespan of a game for free. Yeah. I mean, you know, they have kind of gone the opposite route. Now they've released these games in States that they probably shouldn't have been released in, in the first place. Very buggy. You know, when we got ghost, uh, uh, excuse me, when we got Tom Clancy's, the division, you know, there was a lot of problems with it early on, but they've since gone to fix those. And, Mm -hmm. To, to date, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of uh, review videos about these games in their current state now. It's like an updated review, and all of them have nothing but good things to say, that The Division has come back, and it's really awesome. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege is supposedly really good now. Um, mm. 
there's tons of these things, and, and the fact that Ubisoft isn't abandoning these games and actually listening to what the people want to keep these people entertained is, is, is a stark difference between what EA is doing, and which is why people are rewarding those types of behaviors and buying everything they can from Ubisoft right now. Yeah, I mean, if they had just done what Fortnite did and released in a game initially on a early access and continue to build through the years, I mean, Fortnite's been in development for, what, eight years? Yeah. So... It's same type of idea. If they would just done that instead of releasing it as a buggy game, been like, yeah, expect bugs, which is what we're getting at Fortnite. You know, we're getting a lot of bad patches, but they're trying to improve the game. So, mm-hmm. kind of hard to be mad again about a free game. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but in regards to Wildlands and all that other stuff, yeah, I mean, they're just like, we're gonna focus on this for right now to try to keep reminding our customers that. I think they might be doing it out of spite to just be like, haha, see what they do over there? We don't do that over here. Certainly. May I ask why? For spite? <laughs> spite? That's right. Oh, they're definitely doing yeah. that. There's, there's a lot <laughs> of that. Which is good marketing. On. Yeah. So, which is not a bad idea in that climate, but, you know. I definitely want to get back into um, Wildlands. We haven't even played the PvP portion yet. Oh, I know. So definitely going to check that out. That's what the new DLC is. It adds more maps to that. Um, I'm definitely going to reinstall the Division now that I got my uh, hard drive. So might even jump back into that for to go see what's going on. Yeah, I mean, at know. least we got your friend Darrell that can help yeah, us out with that. Yeah, can look it up, man. He, We've been out of that, that game so. for a while. And I actually booted it up when I uh, got my external and, and re-downloaded that game. Uh I was kind of lost, to be honest. I mean, you know, I knew where I was. I knew what the what I was supposed to do because we did yeah. put a lot of time in that game. But you do forget about it a lot, and I mean, it is it is quite different now than it was. So we definitely mm. need somebody to walk us through. Well, I'm sure if Darrell, if you happen to catch this, just be prepared. Same with Wildlands too. We need a fourth in that too. Yeah, you know, you used to get sure. on that with us too. So reinstall that if you're listening and you haven't done it yet because yeah. it's free free downloads and we still haven't uh, beaten the predator we got to do that man yeah we definitely got to do that so in that regard shoot i guess you could say like what you we were talking about earlier tonight about kind of transitioning our gaming videos on our youtube channel to your twitch channel and just be uh rt gaming you know real talk gaming and it's just gonna so that way you know we're not overloading y'all with just live streams on youtube on our right. channel if you're here for the sports stuff I don't want to drive you all away because you don't really care if me and shoot or playing Fortnite on Saturday night. Right, so right, right. if you do care, which we hope you do because you're listening and watching and uh, giving us a shot, you know, come chill with us. And um, we are, we're definitely monitoring it when we're on Twitch. So that way, if you comment, we, we will absolutely answer your questions or engage with you. So we yeah, I mean, if that. you, if you want to watch, if you're watching and you want to join us, like if we need a fourth, dude, come play. I mean, you know, Absolutely. like like Chuck said, uh, we tried out the live stream thing on YouTube, and we did have you know a relative amount of success with it, I guess. But mm-hmm. we didn't want to uh, spam the channel with live stream videos because the thing about YouTube is it saves the videos and and then mm-hmm. uploads them as regular videos. So we didn't want it to overload the channel. And Twitch is a dedicated game streaming service so uh mm-hmm. if you are interested in that you know I, i've been playing a lot on there i just got a camera for my playstation like i said and uh it's really up starting to upgrade the, the performance of it but i'd be playing tomb raider uh, any game that i'm playing basically now uh when i'm when i'm having some free time i will live stream it so if you want to get down and hang out with me come on come on and check out the, uh, the the twitch stream yeah for sure so i mean 
even if it's because we can't guarantee that it's always going to be great content in terms of if we're playing on Fortnite, we might not right. get a win. So we don't want to keep a, a non-win posted on our YouTube channel. So that's why we're making this transition. But be sure to check it out. It's what? Um, Twitch.com slash shoot58. Uh, it's twitch.tv slash shoot58. I'll put that up on the screen too for you. All right. So, yeah, definitely in the link down below. But, um, you know, check us out. We're going to be playing some games this weekend for sure. And definitely come back next week. You're going to hear what we think about the Super Bowl. Hopefully, we'll get some word out of the actual Redskins organization. Yeah, I would. I would absolutely love to hear what Jay Gruden has to say about this whole situation, and would love to hear from Alex Smith. So, hopefully, we'll get that over the weekend because you can then get our reaction for it. But other than that, appreciate y'all stopping by. Come back for another episode of Real Talk with Shooting Shot.